AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What's up, Money Movers? Welcome back. Today's deep dive into entrepreneurship in our community is brought to you by our partners at MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. So, okay, talk about locations now. So, um... Hotels. Where are some of the classic places and maybe untraditional places where you're seeing really great success with vending machines? Okay. So, um, in terms of this, the classic locations people usually go for um, hotels, motels, schools, uh, office buildings. The majority of over over fifty percent of machines are located in office buildings. Um, then we have other things like. You know, you could do stops like certain bus stops, car car dealerships. Um, I would say uh, untraditional that I've seen do well is like a music studio. Because typically what you're looking for when you're looking for a location, I look for about four factors. I look for competition. So I look to see if there's any stores in the area. Um, If there's no stores around, that's great. It gives you more of an opportunity to get uh, sales. People don't want to have to go to the store in their lunch break, you know. I look for uh, hours of operation. So how long is this place open? What are their hours when they are open? So on and so forth. Um, I'm looking for foot traffic. How many people do they have working here? How many people are coming in and out of the building a day? 
And then lastly, I'm just looking for where they want the machine placed. Like, so I don't like it when it's in a basement in the corner somewhere. It should be somewhere visible where everybody has access to it. That's how you're going to maximize yourselves. But I would say a place that's done good for me that I didn't really expect it to do good. I, 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 I've been in situations where I brought out other routes out. Like I have, like somebody can sell a part of that business and I brought uh, about two routes out at this point. Um, and one of the locations they had was a music studio. So I'm like, okay, you know, that's probably, and what I will do is I'll keep the good ones and then I'll sell or just give away the ones that I don't like. So it's like, if it's something I feel like it's not going to do, uh, what I wanted to do, I'll even like, you know, pass it to a family member or something, or I'll, I'll sell it to somebody. Oh. But the music studio was one, according to her, like sales record was one of the best locations. I'm like, why? Like, you know, cause it's, you know, when you think, when I look at my criteria, what I look at, I'm looking for foot traffic. I'm looking for like staff, you know, a music studio doesn't have staff. It's, it's like two people no, working, you know, like whatever they do in there. It's a bunch of guys, maybe girls, having the munchies in the middle of the night, and they need chocolate. Yes, yes, that's exactly, and that's and that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So music studios do well, and then, and then I've seen somebody else say that too. So it's not even just the one that I have. It's like I guess that's a, a common thing with music studios, and that's something you wouldn't think would do you know that well with the actual vending machines. Okay, so let's take us back to the initial startup price of buying a machine. How much does your average candy machine cost? And how much does your typical big vending machine with, you know, 20 different slots cost? So the little like gumball machines, they only cost around maybe $200, $300, depending on the size of the machine that you get. You can get some cheaper off of like Craigslist and different things like that. Um, the right. bigger actual vending machine. I heard that. He just gave away a secret right there. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest um like vending machines you can get for around fifteen hundred dollars on average. Um now it's I'll, I'll break it down like this. So you can get it from individual for around a thousand dollars. So that's your Craigslist, that's your offer up, that's your Facebook market. That's that type of stuff. But if you think of it, if you think of it as a, in a sense of the way you think of like purchasing a car, if you bought a car from Craigslist, like you're buying it off an individual, like most of the time, like you're buying it off of a person, you're not buying from a company, anything like that. So you can get it cheaper. Right. But if you turn around and brought that same car from a dealership, it's going to cost a little more money, but you'll have some type of uh, insurance behind it. You'll have some type of uh, guarantee behind it. Like in the vending machines are, are real similar. You could buy them off individuals for cheaper, but the best thing to do, the next best thing to do is is to get it from a vending machine distributor. So it's like a warehouse with a whole bunch of vending machines in it. Now with that, the machine, uh, that's where they start costing around 1500. The other ones may cost a little cheaper around a thousand, but you'll get with the 1500, you'll get uh, most of the time some type of warranty. So you'll get like a a 30 day, 90 day warranty on the machine. So if anything happens in that time period, they'll come out and fix it and show you how to operate it. Um, next level up besides that is like brand new machines. You get those from the manufacturer. Those go from anywhere from 4,000 to 10,000, depending on the, the type of machine that you get. And they usually come with like a three to five year warranty. But I always recommend the, um, the distributors, even the guy I know that does uh, like millions and whatnot, he he only uses distributors. 
Yeah. He doesn't even get the machines. No, I, I've never really seen somebody use the, the new machines for just the whole business, unless that's their niche. Like sometimes, you know, people will have different pitches with the companies that they're meeting with. And, you know, so it might be healthy. It might be technology thing. And some people's pitch is like, oh, we use all new equipment. Like, so that I've seen that like one or two times. But other than that, people just usually use the refurbished machines because they have the same features as the new machines. Um, but, you know, they're like, cheaper. So. No, I love this because it's a fascinating industry and you know, the startup costs to get in are not that high. So you're saying $1,500, you know, $200 for a candy machine. So this is a great way for people to, like you say, venture out. They might have their day job like you did, but they want to create some other passive streams of income that, you know, don't take too much time. I mean, mind you, you have to stock the machines and stuff, but this is it's a really great investment. So one of the other great things about what you're doing is you've created courses and you're sharing this knowledge with so many people. Tell us about, um, you know, how many people you've actually helped and some of the courses and um, not like, you know, the information that you share. Okay. I mean, so in terms of this, what I share is this on, on, our, on my platform in general, I just share tidbits and information on, getting started like somebody could really go on on um like one of our, one of my platforms and piece together all of the stuff that we post and and come up with a whole game plan like for free like so you know be feel feel free to do that you know if you guys want to um but you know some people don't like doing that so they like it organized they like it in order so uh, with the course we have a course we have an ebook and other different things you know to help people get started so with the ebook it's more so general knowledge um, and, you know, organized and it's taking you step by step of how to get started. Um, the course covers a lot more information and it goes more in depth. And we cover things not just with vending, but um, a little outside of it and talking about business credit and different things like that as well. Um, and it's also a technique that can't even go into a book. Guys. It's like something you have to show people that's in the course. Um, there are also there are actually websites like on in every city. Like so you could go to. Um, it's like three different websites is one is like for the city, one is for the state and one is like a private for privately owned businesses. And you'll be able to bid on contracts. Like, so, you know, and it's not just vending contracts, it's contracts in general. Um, it's like cleaning contracts and all types of other contracts on these websites. Um, but you know, that's, that's how the machines get in prisons and different places like that is through the contract. Same thing to like hospitals and things. They just often you have to bid on the contracts to get in those type of places. Big money. Prisons so, sound like big money. Yeah, that's definitely big money. <laughs> so are hospitals. Hospitals, very, very big money. Amazing. So, yeah, so I mean, that's basically what, I'm sorry, that's basically what we cover with the uh, content that I put out there for sale. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. 
If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions so that we can all get on our vending machine game. So question number one, what should someone take into account if they decide to buy a vending machine? Um, I would say definitely take into account the, all right, I'll just, if you're going to go into the vending machine business, find a location first. Don't get the machine before you get the location. Hmm. I like that. Okay, great tip. All right, so now I've made the decision. I've done my diligence. I've got a perfect location for a vending machine. Where do I get my vending machine? So you can find them on places like Craigslist, OfferUp, Facebook Market. If you want to find distributors, they're not really listed in too many cities. So you, what you would have to do if you want to find it yourself is call around with uh, two different vending machine companies and ask them if they sell machines or they know somebody who does. Other than that, you can get them from our app. We have them listed on our app as well. Um, hmm, I'm trying to think of like what my ideal vending machine business would be. It's really funny because um, I think I would go, like you said, for schools, cafeterias, like the library, you know, on a college campus. I feel like that would be the perfect place because I used to be a geek spending all these late nights in the library, but I'd be hungry. Um, how about airports? How easy is it to get into airports? 
airports are actually pretty complicated. They're actually pretty hard to get into, but um, and usually to get to airports, you would have to go through a bidding process. So you have to bid, they would, they'll put a contract out there, you have to bid on a contract and win that contract to get the machine inside the airport. Hmm. All right. Okay, next question. What is the relationship between you, the machine owner, and the building or facility that houses your machine? Nice, nice question. So usually, uh, now going into this, a lot of people think, okay, well, what what are you giving them to put these machines in here? It's like, how, how are you convincing them to put these machines in here? But you have to remember, we're providing a service, right? So at the end of the day, they like the machines in their facility because it, it adds value to their business. It adds value to whatever they have going on. So if it's an office building, now you have the vending machines, Okay, so now your staff are happier. They are more productive throughout the day. Maybe you have less turnover. If it's a, if it's an apartment complex, now you added an amenity. You know, same thing. You could charge more for your, your your spaces, so on and so forth. And then what's actually funny is the a recent location we just got um, had their machines had us set our machines to free vent. So all of the products in the machine are actually free. And the reason they did this is because they're competing with a local um, competitor and they, and they want, you know, they're, they're trying to make it more competitive for, for oh, staff, wow. you know, so they want the staff to come over to them. So they have the machine set to free. They have free coffee. They have a lot of free, a lot of free stuff for their staff. And, you know, so they're not, they didn't ask us to bring the machines in there. We didn't have to convince them to, they really wanted them. I don't even wanted them. They want the machines to be free. So we invoice them at the end of every month. Great. I love it. Have you ever got your hand stuck in a machine? I have. <laughs> Wait, you you got that. your hand stuck in a machine? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. How? Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. No, um, no I've, I've, I've never done that. No. Yeah, I, I, this is really embarrassing. I was like eight years old and I remember we went on a family trip to like Nova Scotia or something and me and my idiot sister were like down the hall and we tried to put our hand up and we got it stuck and the fire department actually had to come and open up the machine. And my dad was so mad. It was really embarrassing. It's totally like a Sam family laugh we can laugh at it now story and you, and you know it's you know it's crazy so some some of the the locations get like the the more so the more fancy locations uh they require us to put list them as a uh on on our uh insurance certificate like so we have to add them to our insurance and it covers um their staff just in case anybody gets hurt and i've always thought like how can somebody get hurt from a vending machine but now I'll see. So, but you were eight. It doesn't really count, you know, but, but you know, but now I, I, I think about it. I always thought, you know, maybe somebody a, pushing them. A little friendship bracelet that I remember I got hooked on the thing and I couldn't get out. And it was like, oh no, we didn't want to tell my dad. And it was a total disaster. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see that. I do have a pro tip. Um, if you would like me to share a pro Pardon? tip for my people, a pro tip. Uh, I'll just create a pro perfect, tip. Perfect. Kashif, if you have one last pro tip for us, please share that with us as we take us out from this episode. Okay, so I'll share this. Um, a few a few years ago, maybe about two years ago, I, every time I, I brought a vending machine, um, they they came with different keys. So I had a, a key ring with about 20 some odd keys, 30 some odd keys on one key ring, right? So long story short, I lost the key ring 
and I had no idea uh, which which uh, keys uh, were required to open each lock. So I didn't even think about it. I never even, you know, I had the keys for so long. I lost the keys and then I had to get each uh, lock pop on the vending machine. So um, now they ended up trying to charge me $500 per machine, which you could do the math on that. Uh, I figured out how to pop the locks myself. And then from that point on, I used the same lock for every machine. So every vending machine, um, at least most of them have the same uh, keys. So now I can, I only have about three keys and they go to majority <laughs> of the machine. So, and I, and I know which keys they are now. So if I ever lose it, I can order it again from offline. So I that's a pro that. tip. If you're your business, you know, use, use the same keys. That's a great pro tip. One more question, because I think this is really fascinating when you talk about finding a location. So let's say I found my location. Um, and even though you're providing a service to the location, is there like a revenue share? Um, do they pay you a fee to be in the building? Do you pay them a fee to be in the building? So it's really situational. Um, nine times out of 10, if they come looking for your service, you won't have to pay them anything. They're just going to want the service. They're going to want a service that that is good and that's, you know, that's clean, that's operating, that you keep up with. Um, if you come looking for them and you kind of have to sway them to put the machine in there, they might want a commission. So the commission for the vending machine industry is usually around 10%. So it could be 10% of gross or 10% of profits. Okay. really depends on how, how you negotiate that. But other situations, if you have specialty machines, like let's say you have a solid, a solid machine or something like that, the solids have a shorter shelf life like your chips and your sodas, that stuff lasts for a while. Like a soda, right. cans of soda can sit around for a few months and be fine. I think something like uh, uh, the in different energy drinks, I'm not gonna say the name, different energy drinks, certain energy, energy drinks don't even expire at all. Like, so um, with the solid, you might have, <laughs> with the solid, you might have a week before that expires and you have to then throw it out. So um, in the contract, they can either uh guarantee you hit a certain amount of sales per month with that uh machine or they have to pay you a monthly fee in order to keep it in there so for example that you might have to say okay well this machine has to do at least 1200 or you guys will be responsible for paying us a monthly fee of 500 something like that but that's something that's common that's not really unheard of but it's really it's really only more so with uh like fresh food machines. So like solids and sandwiches and things like that. It's not typical with the regular vending machines. Okay, well, thank you so much. I love it. So before you leave, tell us your number one best selling product out of the vending machine. All right, I'll give you two things. I'll give you the number one best selling product that I feel would do, it does good in almost every machine. And I'll give you one of the most, I'll give you two of the most profitable products. I'll give you two, I'll give you two and two because it's hard to pick one. So peanut M&Ms, Pepsi, always a top seller. Those two things are always out of the snack machine. Coke Town. Pepsi does better than Coke? Yeah, Pepsi does way better than Coke. Now, mind you, de demographics play a part in this. Like, it depends who you're selling to. That, that, that's always a factor. But most of the time, Pepsi sells better than uh, anything else. On the snack side, peanut M&Ms tend to do better than anything else. Um but when it comes to the most profitable items, water is also really a good seller. Um, it sells all year round, you know, especially in the summertime. And it has very hard, a very high profit margin. And um, Lance Crackers. 
those little little those little packs of uh, crackers. Those only cost around 15 cents, maybe somewhere around that range, maybe 13 cents. And you sell them for a dollar. Some people sell them for like a dollar twenty-five, like which is a crazy like markup. Hmm? Crackers with the peanut butter in the middle. Right, they can have peanut butter and uh, yeah, they have different selections, but peanut butter is the main one that sells. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, so. I can see that for sure. Well, Kashif, thank you so much for joining us. So many of us can't walk past a vending machine without at least thinking of buying just something. So imagine the revenue that you can generate on the other side of that when you are an owner. You have definitely put our Money Moves family onto a whole new hustle and we are grateful for it. Thank you so much for your time today. All right, thank you for having me. That's it for our time with Kashif Edwards, but stick around for the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood. You won't wanna miss what's coming up next. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 